today's Leading Women episode 559 with the wonderful Alison McKenzie. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Alison McKenzie. Alison McKenzie, often described as one of the most authentic, inspiring, and heart-centered souls you can meet. She is the author of the number two Amazon bestseller, Heartitude, The Nine Principles of Heart-Centered Success, a popular speaker, trainer, coach, business mentor, EFT and NLP practitioner, and hypnotherapist as well. Since 2003, she has helped thousands of people to overcome feelings of stress, fear, anxiety, and overwhelm, so they now enjoy more happiness and success, both within workplaces and with individuals. Alison also runs the Heart to Biz Hub, helping heart-centered business owners to grow their business, regularly does humanitarian work with genocide survivors in Rwanda, including appearing in Hollywood-produced film, and is an avid fundraiser as well. Prior to this, Alison had a successful 20-year career in the investment industry and is full of gratitude every day for being able to enjoy a more authentic and joyful life, living near a beach just outside Edinburgh, Scotland. To learn more, visit www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Alison. And Alison is spelled A L I S O U N. Again, that's, that link is www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Alison. Women of the world, Miss Alison McKenzie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Marie. It's just wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I am delighted to have you in the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Alison, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Heartabiz. I love that name as well. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind the niche? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, originally, I set up in business because I got the chance of redundancy, you know, that that the place I was working at was closing down. Um, And I just decided that I I wanted to see if I could support myself rather than being at somebody else's beck and call. So that was the initial nudge 
for getting in business. And I, you know, I looked at training as a therapist in lots of different ways and really taking time out to connect to the true essence of who I am. I'd lost sight of that having spent about 20 years in the corporate world. And so, um, I, you know, I, I realized that what I love doing is helping other people and I love helping other people be happier. And there were different strands, you know, and things I'd done over the years um, until that point when when I realized I'd been doing that for quite a while. So that was 2003. And originally I set up and I was, you know, doing training consultancy in workplaces, a lot of emotional well-being, tra- t- teaching people how to change how they feel to boost their happiness but I find myself in, it must have been about 2008, and I had realized I'd created a successful business and that it was financially very lucrative, but I was really tired, I was knackered, and realized it wasn't sustainable. And I also realized that the people that I loved helping the most were other heart-centered business owners, not people who were working within organizations. Although I love helping them too, it was more I like the energy of being around people that are setting up in business and have those ideas. Um, And it really saddened me that so many of these naturally gifted and exceptional people who are really wanting to make a difference in the world just did not have the skills to be able to build a successful business. And that's really what got me going, you know. And so now... And because I happen to have trained as a therapist as well and done a lot on mindset, what I'm doing is I'm helping I'm helping to equip people with the tools to get more clients. Um, and part of that is also involved in um, supporting, you know, growing their business by supporting charities and social causes, because that's something that's been a big part of my journey. So, yeah, um, it's been quite a journey, but it's been an amazing one as well. It definitely is. I mean, really, I mean, uh, listening to your story, what an inspiring story that one is, the one that you've just shared with us. I love also the fact that you are supporting a lot of causes, and that's one of your passion to really help others and, and support the causes, those charities that really means to you. So thank you for sharing those. Now, let's talk about what happened or when you, you know, about when you decided to to uh, build your business with this. And I'd love for us to uh, to talk about, you know, for our listeners' sake, to know about those traits, you know, you know because as an entrepreneur, we have innate uh, traits with us that uh, help us to succeed as an entrepreneur. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, without doubt, one of them is, um, oh gosh, I'm a constant ideas person. You know, <laughs> it's sometimes I wish I could actually switch them off, but I have so many ideas that flow for how to go out and help people, how to generate fun- money through the business. Um, so it's definitely having those ideas, but also actually having the skills where I know how to bring people in behind me to support me in implementing them because I'm not an implementer. That's not one of my strengths or traits um, or, you know, in terms of that, but it's definitely the ideas person. Um, another trait would definitely be being an optimist. I'm hugely optimistic. I always see the good in people until it's proven wrong. And I love living that way. Um, there's obviously the, 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 the shadow of that um, in terms of, you know, potentially being overly optimistic and taking too much on. But I think as long as we have aware, a really good sense of awareness as to what our own traits are and how we manage around 
you know, you know situations where we could put ourselves under too much pressure or we expose our the downsides of any of those traits, then that, you know, it's, it's about managing all of that. Um, and the third one is, I would definitely say it's just my desire to help people, you know, whether or not that's in business or through the, the humanitarian work that I'm doing or that, you know, just now we're seeing lots of, you know, on the news here about the refugee crisis and that's in emerging and unfolding in Europe. And, you know, it's just a huge desire to help. That's at the core of what I'm doing. Um, and that really helps me focus in on on how I can be of, of the best service I can to those around me, both personally and in business. Mm, so that's being an idea person, being optimistic and having that desire to help people. And I can totally relate with you with being an idea person and not uh, being an implementer as one of my traits either. Mm-hmm. But I love to create those. I have those endless flows of ideas just like you. So I know. And I think that's... Uh, That's common for entrepreneurs because we are creative people. You know, we have our creativity is so huge that, you know, we have all of these ideas. And sometimes we have to find teams that can balance us by support by supporting us with the implementation part of this, these ideas because one thing is having all these ideas, but the other part is really taking action on this idea. So <laughs> let's uh cultivate and adapt these traits that Alison just shared with us, that being an idea person, being optimistic, and having the desire to help people. All right, now one of the great, I mean, the questions that uh, I'm sure not only me, but a lot of our listeners always want to hear from each of our guests here are the challenges that you <laughs> have uh, faced when you were building your business. So we'd like to learn, I would like to hear from you. What have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Yeah, absolutely. And um, one of them is definitely focus. <laughs> I keep saying to myself every day, focus, focus, focus. Um, and again, I think this 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 is maybe the shadow of being an ideas person. You can have so many distractions. And I love life and I love exploring things. I love speaking to people and I'm curious. So finding focus is definitely without a doubt been a big challenge for me. I've got much better at it. And without a doubt, when it came to my business, I, as soon as I realized um, and chose to focus, for instance, on serving one um, ideal client instead of trying to be, you know, be there to help everybody, that immediately actually transformed my business in so many different ways, that focus. But it is something that um, I am constantly, consciously aware of every day and constantly managing Um, because I suppose that leads me on to the next challenge and it is all interlinked, which is life balance, you know, um, actually have, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that came into business because I wanted to do, you know, to do something that I loved and to help people. But I also would like to have a lovely lifestyle where I have more time off to spend with my family and friends and go off and do more humanitarian work. And yeah, if you're an ideas person, and you love what you do in your work, it can be very easy to get for that to be all consuming. So, you know, you met, you asked me there about not just saying what the challenges were, but in terms of how I manage that, it's things like one of the best tips I ever got when I started out in business was to make sure that you block out time in your diary for your holidays and time off with the people that are important to you. And you do that at the start of the year and it stays there. 
Um, and I actually now also do that in terms of I block out time um, each week to spend with people personally during the week, during what would be deemed as work hours. Um, but it's more personal. It might be different in terms of who I spend my time with each week. Um, but I spend extra time with those people now. I get it in the diary and I only take it out the diary. If I've got somewhere else, I can put it within the next, you know, immediate future. So balance is definitely one of them. Things like, you know, turning off the computer at night, putting your phone down, you know, when you're not really, really needing it. Um, these are all things that I try to do to get more balance. Um, and I'm just trying to think, what would the third, the third challenge is probably managing those ideas. Um, so actually what I do have is I have a box and I'll jot down my ideas and I put them in the box and every so often I'll go through them and I might actually, I have a model which I call do, ditch or delegate. So the do's are the things I'm going to choose to do. The ditch are the things that I'm actually going to just say, well, it is a really good idea, but no, it isn't aligned to my business or what I want to be doing right now. So I ditch it and delegate is if I want to introduce it to my business, but I don't have the capacity, I will see if somebody else can help me or we can work collaboratively on it. Mm, love those uh, tips that you shared with us. And yes, I can totally resonate with these challenges that you shared with us. <laughs> you also touched upon work-life balance because that is one of the areas that a lot of us are challenged with because I myself deal with it on a daily basis. But I love those tips that you shared with us, really blocking those time off for family, for friends, for vacations. And it's so easy to not put this on the calendar. But like what uh, Alison, you shared with us, put them on the calendar right for, during the beginning of the year and commit to doing them for the rest of the year. Turning off your computer, your phone, during that, oh, I, I've started uh, now... Uh, on a, uh, totally turning off my phone even because in the beginning I usually put my phone outside in the living room it's not on our bedroom and uh, now I have to turn it off I have I learned from somebody to, to really turn it off during the night um, so I don't I turn my phone during the night and then that has been really helpful and I don't so that way I don't I don't I don't I'm not tempted to Check on it the first thing in the morning. And, you know, delegate, delegate, being able to delegate is a huge, huge thing, especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out. I really encourage you to look into delegating other tasks that uh, can be that you, you know, that can be delegated and that, that will free up some of your time to do other things that are important and revenue generating as well. Really important. That's so thanks for sharing those. All right, now I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Okay, um, what would it be? The first one, without a doubt, would be follow your heart. Um, in terms of, you know, unless you're in a situation where bringing in the money right now is critical, in which case I would be suggesting, right, okay, look at what skills and resources you've got and look at how you can monetize that. 
Um, but if you've got a little, you know, you've got a little bit of leeway around developing a business, um, and that could be on a part-time basis because it doesn't have to be full-time, then really take the time to reconnect to who you are, find out what you really love, what excites you, what you're exceptionally good at, what seems to energize people around you. Because being in business can be fantastic, but it can be really tough at the same time. So it's really important that you have this strong desire to overcome the challenges that are thrown your way, which, you know, we all face in business. And when you love what you do, that can be so much easier. So definitely follow your heart in terms of what you do, but also follow your heart in the decisions that you make. You know, if you're speaking to somebody and you get a sense that they're just not right, do not take them on as a client. <laughs> you know, when you're deciding who you want to collaborate with, trust what, you know, whether or not it's your heart or trust your intuition, really pay attention to those messages because if not, they'll come along and hit you. So that would be the first one. Um, second one would be... Pull together a team of people that can support you in um, implementing that vision. So, you know, once you have that vision for the business and you're clear on what you're wanting to achieve and what your role is in that, it's looking at, well, what other skills or resources do I need in order for this to happen? And I don't mean employing people necessarily, although you might do that, but it could be pulling people together who can support you in terms of people that are going to do your website, the people that are going to help with the marketing, the sales, um, and any other aspect of your business, but also emotional support. You know, it's a really, really important to not feel isolated and alone and reaching out to others. And this doesn't have to be on a paid basis. There could be other people like you that you could have that conversation with. Um, the third one would be to invest in learning how to run a business. You know, I see so many people, they invest all their money on learning how to become that web designer, that, that, that therapist, that coach, you know, whatever their specialism is. And then they go into business and don't invest in learning how to actually make it a success. And that's just madness to me. You know, I have a degree in business management. I ran a you know, I was business manager for a, for a subsidiary of, of a large company. But still, when I started in business, I always had a business coach and mentor. I was always learning and doing courses. I still am 13 years later, you know, and that is what helps the business go forward. So those would definitely be the three, to follow your heart, to put the right support in place and to invest in learning how to run a, and build and run a successful business. Mm, golden nuggets in those uh, tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. The first one is to follow your heart. This has been a theme here at Leading Women. And I know we are preaching on a choir here, but it's really important to follow your heart in whatever you do. And when you decide things to really follow your gut, follow your intuition, really big on that. And the second one is to put together a team of people that can support you in your vision. Really huge on this because I know a lot of us are working from our entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, as they said. And most of the time we are alone working in our business you know, at home. And it can be a lonely world out there, especially if you're not surrounded with people who are in the same direction as you. So it's really important to surround yourself with people that are that can inspire you, that can support you, and that can encourage you to keep moving forward. And the third one, we just 
really important, especially for our our listeners out there who are just starting out, is to invest in learning how to make your business a success. You know, one thing I know there's a ton of learning to be to be done. Uh, I myself, I didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial background. I didn't grow up knowing what a business is or what an entrepreneur is. So I have to learn everything. But I but I did it and I continuously learning and I'm continuously investing both for myself and for my business because there's so much that you can learn and um, you don't stop there. It will always be something that you have to learn, that you need to learn, especially when it comes to dealing with your customers, your your potential clients. You really have to learn how to best uh Spread your message so you can reach a wider audience. You can reach those people who are really waiting for your service, waiting for the value that you are providing the world. So let's take action on these tips that uh, Alison just shared with us. I'll make sure to have them on our show notes as well. All right, Alison, I know there is something, a surprise here that I want our listeners to hear. So I'd love for us to talk about your upcoming program, Compassionate Sales Formula. And by the way, for our listeners out there, even though you're just, even if you're just starting uh, your business or think of starting a business, this is actually the best time to learn this. So I'd love for you, Alison, to tell us about your program, Compassionate Sales Formula, and how it can benefit our listeners. I know this is something, a skill that all of us entrepreneurs should be learning. I myself are going to go through this. I'm learning every day about sales and marketing, and I'm definitely going to be on your or on your uh, program as well. So tell us about the Compassionate Sales Formula. Oh, thank you um, for giving me that opportunity. You know, I developed this program because, again, I was meeting so many people who you know, love what they do, but they just feel awkward about having those sales conversations um, or actually just don't know what to do to get enough clients and are working really, really hard. And I was one of those people. You know, when I first set up in business, I chose consciously to have other people refer business to me and filled my training consultancy with other people giving me business so I could avoid sales. So I totally get that. Um, And there are some markets you can do that in. But actually, I also began to realize that when I actually did what I loved to do, which for me is standing on stage and speaking or going out and, and working with groups of people, when I spoke, when I shared and was generous with my knowledge and my wisdom, what I found was that people would just ask me for more and would ask how they could work with me and do different things. So I began to see that selling doesn't have to be what we thought, you know, that the, the, the nasty, the nasty thing or the yucky thing or the salesy, sleazy thing, that actually it's just about helping other people. And it's about being kind and compassionate. Um, and that actually compassion is all about, um, you know, choosing to take action to help somebody else overcome what they're feeling. So it's more than feeling their pain, it's taking action to solve their problems. And that's all selling is. So what I've done is I've come up with this course and I call it the compassionate sales formula because in essence, it's all about aligning what you're doing, what you're saying to what's important to you in terms of the values and your personality and uh, yeah, yeah, just just in terms of what's important to you, but also really aligning what's going on inside your head and your your heart in terms of your feelings. So it's aligning your actions, your your thoughts, your feelings to to whatever is really important to you. And when you do that, and when you choose feel good strategies for 
marketing yourself and selling, you will start and just start to have conversations where you're offering to help people, inviting to help people in a way that's authentic to you, you will find the sales will come. So this online training course is one where I take you through a series of steps where it, you know, starting off from things like, you know, embracing your mindset for success to identify feel good strategies that actually get results. So the things that you would love to do every morning that will actually bring you the clients. And then we're looking at, well, what is the process for taking, you know, taking clients on a journey of meeting you through to buying from you? Because when you meet most people, even if they're your ideal clients, they're not ready to buy from you. So it's setting up a whole sales funnel. And how do you actually do that? Um, then obviously, it's about relationship building and moving into, well, how do you structure those conversations? But mm. as well as all of that, it's actually looking at ha having focus, putting time in your diary and setting aside the time to be proactive and reaching out to help people. And that's really what I take people through in the program. Lots mm, of great stuff there. I'm really, really excited for this. So where can they learn more about this? And uh, you also mentioned about um, a webinar coming up, and I'd love for our listeners to not really um, – to be there and not miss this so actually i have the link so i'll ha um, i really encourage you our listeners to go to this link it's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash allison and i'll spell allison for you it's a l i s o u n todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash allison so make sure to go there now and register she has an upcoming webinar where you can learn more about this at compassionate sales formula i know this is an area that we should all be learning from and i love the way that um, allison is helping us uh, in um, in doing our sales but uh, through aligning our thoughts our feelings and actions uh, with our uh, with the needs of our clients with our clients because actually it is about empathy and compassion uh, with our customers with the fears and the frustrations that would really uh, click that but that, that buy button in themselves because when they know that they they you are in, you have the empathy for them you know that what you have is in alignment with what they need they will buy from you so um, I really encourage you to go there now and register at www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Allison. That's A-L-I-S-O-U-N. And again, that link is www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Allison. Any other parting words, Allison, for our listeners? Yeah, no, I mean, I would just sum up by saying, you know, each and every one of you listening to this, you have such a unique gift to share with the world. And even if you don't know exactly how to get that out there just now, or maybe even don't really know what that is, please, please, please just take the time to explore that, to be curious about that and to learn how you can, you know, and get the support of people around you to help you get that out to more people um, because there's so much you've got to offer. And by giving in to any doubts or, or negative feelings that you have about stepping outside your comfort zone isn't helping anybody. And there are so many people out there just waiting to meet you, waiting to connect with you and waiting to buy from you. And in the words of Richard Branson, I'd just like to share my favorite quote, which is do good, have fun and the money will come. 
do good have fun and the money will come i love that so go to this link now www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash alison a-l-i-s-o-u-n Alison, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who's listening in. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Podcast your passion. Yes. Did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing. Talking to wonderful women every day here at today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Today's Leading Women.